Atmanamaste, dear soul crafters. Welcome to my exclusive video podcast, Soul Crafting with Tanushri, Crafting Your Inner Awareness. Hi, I'm Tanushri Nair, your energy consciousness coach, author of the book, Bring Out That Red Lipstick. I'm a certified emotional intelligence coach and an energy worker too. My mission is to create awareness in individuals, leaders, and entrepreneurs to manifest their innate energy balance for success and leadership through my inner Shakti blueprint for an empathetic world. We are in a new episode with a new guest, Carol Ward, who's joining us all the way from Canada in season two of the Conscious Feminine Energy Leadership Series. This is a quote I heard somewhere, which says, true leaders don't create followers, they create more leaders. And it resonates with me so much. This podcast is for all those people who are in the daily grind of life, who need a hand to learn self-mastery of their thoughts, emotions, and inner self, and move to the next step of achieving the purpose of life. So join me as I share, discuss, and ruminate how to carve out that heroine's journey with my esteemed guests to maximize your inner potential and to bring out your inner divine Shakti leader. This channel is for all those who are seeking an inside-out transformation. Hello and a warm welcome, Carol, to our show. So glad to have you on Soul Crafting with Tanushree, Carol. Thank you. Happy to be here. So let me uh, introduce our guest, Carol Ward. She is a money mindset mentor and helps empower women so that they can create their desired wealth through her mon- mindset programs and by releasing their money blocks. While Carol enjoyed many years working as an accountant, she felt a deep calling to work on her inner belief. She is now a master NLP practitioner and uses her knowledge and experience to empower women to look at their finances with confidence and clarity. She is passionate about helping women overcome their limiting beliefs so they can easily manage their finances. In her free time, Carol loves reading, walking and spending time with her family and friends. Welcome again, Carol, and we are waiting to hear all about your journey into entrepreneurship. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me here. Just love being on this episode with you. So thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out. Great. Happy to be here. So Carol, uh, do um, let our viewers and listeners know, how did you enter into the world of entrepreneurship? (laughs) That is quite a long story. I'll try to make it as short as I can. So my background is I'm a CPA, which is a chartered professional accountant. And I was a controller for many years and I loved it. When I had my kids though, I had this yearning to be a stay-at-home mom. So I decided I'll put my career on hold and I stayed home with my kids and I loved it. We had so much fun. 
During that time, I did register for a part-time accounting business. I just wanted to stay in the game, even though I was home taking care of my kids. And it was great. I got to meet some part-time business clients of mine. When I entered, um, when my kids entered into high school, I thought it was a perfect opportunity for me to re-enter the business world as a full-time entrepreneur. So one of the first things I did when I came back as a full-time, I, I looked for to see which coach can help me. And it quickly came to my notice that maybe a marketing coach, because a marketing coach will direct me where to go to network and will help me identify my clients, who are my clients and, and so forth. So I got myself a marketing coach and she directed me to a lot of networking activities, which was great. I ended up meeting a lot of nice people. I made some really good friends. My business took off and I loved it. My business was climbing, but I wasn't, didn't have the same sort of fulfillment as I did prior my kids. I didn't have that same, oh, I love being here. And while I will always love numbers, I love analyzing financial statements. I didn't have the same joy. I kept hearing about mindset. And I think while I was home, I was working with a lot of, um, I was hanging with a lot of ladies. And it's quite different before when I was at my old corporate job, I was hanging with a lot of men. So it was a whole different environment. And as I, when I was home with the ladies, it felt softer. I liked the energy and we started exploring different topics. So when I came back into the business world, I wanted to explore more about the inner mind, um, the inner voice, listening to your intuition. So I enrolled in the NLP class, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. And it really focuses on how the language that we use when we speak to ourselves. It focuses on our thoughts and our beliefs because our thoughts and beliefs really leads to our actions and our results. So I was really, really intrigued. And I went on to become a master NLP practitioner. I did a lot of studying. And so when it came time for me to change my business from an accountant practical side to the softer side of a money mindset, I had a little bit of, um, I don't know, challenge. It's hard to give up a successful business to move into something of the unknown. But I dived in and I did it. And I'm really glad I did because I get a different sort of joy when I'm working with my current clients because I'm still giving them advice on the accountant, but I'm no longer doing the accountant, but I can tell them, this is how you need to manage your cash flow. This is where areas you need to look to see where you're spending. And I, I still advise them on that, but I'm able to work with them on the money blocks and the money beliefs. And that's the part that I find really intriguing because Maybe after, I don't know what it is, but my inner voice, I'm listening more and more to my inner voice. I had no choice. It kept saying, here I am, here I am. <laughs> and so listening to my inner voice and helping my clients is where my joy is right now. That's that's so um, true. And I think I can even relate to that inner voice thing because there are times when you take up a journey uh, to fulfill that inner voice and it's so important to go uh, embark on that journey in fact because that's where the whole uh, personality opens up that's where as an individual we open up and uh, i understand that you were working already in the financial sector earlier you did take a break but you did stay in touch with this um, the domain that you are working in 
but still when you moved into entrepreneurship you did feel that flutter in your you know heart yeah. and that butterflies in the tummy and uh, you feel that you know there is a that's a big change moving from a secure income to something that you don't know yet you know when where how it will happen for us but just following that inner voice is so important and you embarked on this journey still so even though you were working in the financial domain you did fear the changes that were coming in because they were also Uh, to a certain extent um, financial in nature because that's where we are looking at if i start a uh, business then is my return of investment return of time the effort and the energy that we are putting it will it be directly proportional or it will be inversely proportional maybe in the beginning but as we go ahead and uh, you know increase our marketing our sales knowledge and working towards those logical aspects of business things fall in place but uh, the question that i wanted to know is you said there was a change in the way you worked with men because earlier you were working a lot with men there was a different energy there and then when yeah. you started working with women there was a different energy and did you also see that these women were also having the similar kind of fears that you were having the fear of change or money so what strategies help you deal with this fear of changes okay so when i worked with the men it was a totally different energy and i and i don't want to use the word aggressive but it's more you just things were done this is how we're going to do it didn't have time to sit down and and ponder and think what would happen if it goes this way let's just do it this is what we're doing so it was just a cut and dry different type of energy when i worked with the guys when i came to the ladies it was more nourishing we sat down and we evaluated and and somehow though when we're evaluating while it is really great and it's powerful that you look at all the different concepts sometimes it could be procrastination it could be hidden <laughs> fear could be hidden behind procrastination what is it that we're continually talking about so i found the energy when i was working with women quite different from men i find especially when it comes to finances i think all across the world women were taught let's leave the finances to the men the men will take care of it right. and so as we grew up we just thought okay we will get married we will go to work and give our money to the husbands and they will take care they will pay the bills they will invest and see if we have enough to purchase a house and if we need to do any investing in stocks and stuff let's leave it to the husband they know more but this is where i think there is a a weakness because and i've seen this happen with couples when there is a separation or when there is a divorce now the women are feeling vulnerable because they don't know what's going on with their finances and and so this is where they come to me and go carol i made the mistake of thinking like we will be together forever and my husband took care of everything now he i'm sure he he you know hit some money or or put some money away i don't have all all the access to it and it could be quite a wake up call if you're in that situation so i always tell my clients 
every day. Look at your finances. Get familiar with money. Money's not a taboo subject because when we were growing up, it's never talk about money. It's disrespectful and let's keep it private. You can keep it private within your family, but talk about it with your husband. Know how you spend in your money. And in fact, one of the things that I, I, I teach about is if you want to create your abundance, you need to know where you are today with your finances. Because how can you bring in when you don't even know where you are? So get familiar, get acquainted with your finances. And I think that's one of the best strategy starting today. Find out how much money you have in assets. Find out what all your liabilities are. What credit card debts do you have? How, how, how are you spending your money? Look at your, and if you don't have a budget, create a budget because I'll tell you, this is one of the most powerful statements that you can use is having a budget. It shows you where your needs are and it also shows you where your wants are. Right. And many times the ones overplayed the needs we spent. OK, I just got to get this and this done. But I really want to buy those fancy shoes because my friend has those fancy shoes or that purse or, or that outfit. And it's the ones and we're just spending our money and once. And if we have a budget and we focus on how we spend our money, where it's going and just understand where our finances are. I think that's one of the best things you can do for yourself. Get familiar with your finances. It's so rightly said, getting familiar, because I think that, like you also mentioned, that we have been traditionally taught, uh, taught not to worry about money. It's uh, the male domain or the men's domain to take care of the and running the house, basically. So uh, I think, yes, the fear of changing that and trying to take uh, a leap into understanding where your finances are right now and uh, understanding that. Uh, it's not so difficult to really know numbers. It's just you have to become friends with them. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. You know, and just taking that first step and looking at your financial statements or you know what a first step is? When the um, credit bill comes in the mail, don't put it under all the other mails. <laughs> just go, you know what? I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm just going to open this thing or whatever it is, it is. Yes. And deal with it from there. Just face it. Right. Rightly said. And that's a wonderful uh, strategy to even start off with because um, getting to know your own finances will help you to be in control of where you want to go, plan your um, future in the sense, uh, not the very far future, but at least the immediate future as to where you want to go, how much you have in hand to move to which direction, in fact. So that's a wonderful strategy. Thanks so much for sharing that. So, so Carol, like, um, um, you feel that mindset or thoughts can help you to uh, produce your own results. Do you believe mindset does work to that level? I do. I definitely do. Um, do. And this is one of the things I learned when I did the NLP, neurolinguistic programming it's the language that we speak to ourselves so if I say to myself oh I'm never going to get out of that oh I spent too much and there's nothing I can do about it I will only see debt all around me I will only see ways that I can overspend more than I earn so it's just like my daughters just bought themselves a white car I never saw white cars before now I'm on the highway and that's all I see 
is white cars. Similar with debt, the language you speak to yourself and I only going to see myself in debt forever, you will see that. You will not see ways of how can I start saving? How can I start building my wealth? So the way that we speak to ourselves is really important and it comes from our thoughts. So I always say we have a thought and the thought can go either negative or positive. If you go negative, you see the death. You see the ways I can't do this. I'm not enough. Nothing will ever work for me. That's on the negative side. But if you also have an opportunity to choose to say, I'm going to go on the positive side and I'm going to find ways to get out of my debt. I'm going to go to the bank and see if they can lower my interest rate or I can get a loan that will lower, I could pay off my line of credit or I could pay off my visa. What can I do? It opened a different set of questions, a different set of possibilities when you start to look on the positive side of things. And it's also us as entrepreneurs when we are using pricing, for instance. If we were to say, oh, I can't see charging $100 an hour. I think that's way too much. Right there and then you are seeing lack in yourself and you're also seeing lack in your client. And what, what are you teaching your client? Now, when they go out with their clients, they're gonna use the same sort of thinking with their clients. So see, I mean, with us, it's not the per hour or the daily rate, it's how much experience are we bringing? How much knowledge and education are we bringing to these sessions? And that's when we're looking at our pricing, that's what we need to base our pricing on, what value, are we sharing with our customers? So going on the positive side and look, watching the way you speak to your customers, like say for instance, send invoices outstanding. And yes, I always come back to the practical side of accounting because it goes hand in hand. As entrepreneurs, we have friends that we do business with and we may find, oh, that customer friend owes me $500. How do I go about asking for my $500? And instead of saying, oh, I'm so sorry, but you know what? You have $500. When are you going to pay? That seems so disempowering. Right. The language that you're using. Come off as a business person go, hey, you know, the $500, are you able to pay it now? Or would you like to put it on a payment plan and do it in two or three installments? That comes over more empowering for you and for your client. Yes. So the language that we speak leads to our attitude, how we present ourselves, the actions that we take and the results that we get. So I love, I can talk all day long about thoughts <laughs> and how it brings about the results that we uh, actually have in our lives and to just start start using it today yes start i strongly strongly agree with this and like you mentioned i can speak all day about this because uh, <laughs> i think as an energy consciousness coach also i realized that um, we our thoughts have frequency they have a certain vibration and the kind of frequency that you're generating, if it's a lower frequency, like you mentioned, it's uh, disempowering. It's not helping us. And like attracts like. So the lower vibration is going to, you know, attract the lower vibration again. And we are going to get people or clients with the same set of mentality. Oh, you are too expensive. Oh, I can't pay that much. It's too much. And I think uh, that that's a, a very good share uh, about how your thoughts your mindset you know getting it aligned to a right direction 
because if you are uh, going to uh, ask for a certain amount of fees you are definitely going to add value it's not without adding value that you are going to ask so why the shame behind asking that kind of yes um, uh, charging that kind of money or why to have that kind of a, a feeling as if whether they will pay me or not it's up to them it's a choice for them not yes. a choice to make for us that whether they will pay or not so fantastic thanks so much for bringing that um, focus on mindset because definitely mindset is something that each and every one of us has to work to get from level 0 to level 1 level 1 to level 2 and to achieve this now uh, carol my next question is how do we achieve this do you have any strategies on goal setting to you know work on this Oh definitely I love goal settings. <laughs> and I have a Facebook group and in my Facebook group book every Monday morning I talk about goals and how important goals are. If we keep repeating our goals, we see them. And as we see them it becomes part of who we are. And so when opportunities come up because we're repeating talking about our goals and we envisioning our goals, we see the opportunities when they come up. Now, having the goals can also help with like your mindset. Say for instance, if I constantly see that my course is coming up in in November and I really want to do my best with my course, I want to help my customers with my course, I want their outcome to be valuable and helpful for them so they can carry on and build their abundance. That is my goal. I keep seeing every day. I keep writing it down, I keep seeing it, and as I do that, more ideas are popping into my head how can i add value how can i add value what next can i do what strategy can i can i add so definitely i do believe writing down your goals are really important but here's the thing and for me this is the secret sauce you could write down goals all day long all year long it's the feeling as you said it's the vibration if you are saying i'm going to be a millionaire and you're just saying the words like a parrot i'm going to be a millionaire i'm going to be a millionaire but you have some doubt that you can even be a billionaire it's not going to happen cuz the universe is listening to your vibration it's listening to your thoughts your feelings about the words that you're saying and that is i for me it's a secret sauce so have the emotion behind your goals set the goals but have the emotion that's one of my strategies and as i mentioned before keep on top of your cash flow the cash flow knowing where your money is it will build your confidence and that confidence will give you more confidence to go out and start expanding your business because our goal as entrepreneurs twofold is to increase our wealth and help ourselves but also to help others Absolutely. And the only way we can help ourselves is if we know where our cash lies today, how to invest it so that we can start living the life we want and also to help others like donations and so forth. So keep track of that, keep track of, of your goals, pay attention to how you speak to yourself, the language do you use. And one thing that I I love and I'm so grateful for, I love my gratitude journal. Having that gratitude journal puts me in the right mindset. So instead of me saying, 
oh, I didn't talk to two people today. I, I instead will write, I am so grateful I had the opportunity to talk to this and this person. And tomorrow I'm looking forward to talking to the other two people. Yeah. So it's reframing things in such a way that it has a positive uplifting effect on you. So beautifully put together. And uh, I mean, generally goal setting is like this three month, six month, one year kind of a goal setting process that we usually do. and. Um, some of them do get um, uh, results out of it and some do not and what you mentioned so rightly that having that emotion behind having that right emotion because if you are not connected to that goal even if you repeat it like a parrot the whole day it's not going to work out (laughs) definitely it's not that's a good perspective towards goal setting and yes um understanding where we want to go and being grateful about every small thing that is coming at every step of life uh, also adds a lot of blessings to our path yes thank you so much so we we all have successes and setbacks and like while you are um, you know while you were uh, sharing about uh, how you got into entrepreneurship how you changed your mindset and thoughts towards what you wanted to manifest would you like to share any prominent episode of your success and along with success there is the flip side of the coin that is called as a setback so uh, it goes hand in hand and it works really well because only when the setback comes the success looks looks all the more sweeter so uh, i'd like you to share one prominent episode of your success in your life and one prominent setback that changed the course for you Success, I will go back to when I was an accountant because it started there and it evolved throughout my life. I have always been one of those people, very consistent and persistent. I ask a lot of questions. And when I first started to work, I wanted to learn everything that I can and move up as quickly as I possibly can. So I was always very helpful. So for me, it's always learning and giving and learning as much as you can. And, and I brought that into my, when I became an entrepreneur, I realized that there's only so much I can do and there's only so much I know. And it was really letting go of my ego and asking for help and bringing on a marketing coach. Because a lot of us come on and think, oh, I can go on Google or I can read a book on marketing and I will get all the answers. And while you will get surface answers, you don't get the deep rooted problems that can also happen and and answers to those problems. So I was really happy that I let go of my ego and and I asked for help. So I think that's one of my successes is I know when to ask for help and don't let my ego get in the way. One of my (laughs) challenges I had really and truly was letting go of my accountant. Um, I, I had a really great business it had income coming in and it was it was difficult for me i had to do my own breakthrough on that i had to work on myself in and i had coaches also working with me that it was letting go of a part of you i'm being grateful that you had that part of you and now diving in to this because I, the way I did it and I will share this with you the way I did it previously as I was studying the NLP and, and the master and, and the mindset was I was only half in 
So while I was only half in, I was half in the accountant, half in the mindset, and I was only getting half in results for the mindset. When I made that decision, okay, this is where I want to go. And I spoke to my older self 20 years from now. What would my older self say to my younger self now? And it's do what you're passionate about. Have no regrets. So I just dived in and I am using that mindset that I got to get my business up and running. I will do everything I can to make this business as successful as my accounting business was. So that's where I had a breakthrough and, and, and I worked through it. Awesome. I think, yes, that's a very tough decision because like it's like you have a, a nice bridge on the side and you are just building a new bridge. So, you know, why would you bring a good bridge down? <laughs> I know. That was my thoughts too. But I realized I had to let it go if I wanted to focus on my new direction. Yes, I think that's that's true. If when you know that you don't have a fallback you will motor on here much more faster than you would do otherwise otherwise we always have excuses yes I, I i don't need it so urgently i don't need it so immediately so it's okay i can do it i can do it and that's a fine thing that you said about you know that role playing in your head that what would a 20 year old you know 20 years ahead what would that self talk to you and say that's a wonderful thing to you know, introspect and bring that uh, thought process of how to go ahead rather than getting stuck in the same place and moving in circles. So I think that's that's wonderful. So I see you have a lot of energy and, you know, I love this. <laughs> you have that cheerful um, demeanor and you have this energy around you. I um, So this is a question towards that. What uh, I've come to realize this personally for myself also that to maintain your energy, your flow, your effectiveness, you have to have a personal self-care routine. Something that nourishes us. And like you mentioned that while you came in the uh, company of women leaders or entrepreneurs, you felt that they were more nurturing, they were more calmer, there was a softness, there was a, a receptivity in that, area, in that space. So as an entrepreneur or a coach yourself, what is your typical morning or night ritual like? How do you take oh, yeah. care of yourself? <laughs> That's my time. <laughs> oh, that is my time because I, for me, when I wake up, first thing, I must have my coffee <laughs> before I could do anything is my coffee. But for me, meditation is really powerful because that's time I get to spend with myself and just listen to whatever. And, and sometimes meditation I do quietly, but for me also, I find when I'm in the shower, water is really powerful for me. When I'm in the shower, I get so many downloads. My only thing is when I come out, I have to remember what it was that I was given. And, but that's where a lot of my downloads appear to me and that's where I receive it. Another place was, um, that I do, I do a lot of journaling, a lot of writing. And in fact, right now I'm a co-author for a book project, Uncover Your Light, where I'm sharing my story. And as I was writing that story, uh, part of it, I, I said to um, Lula, the girl who's leading it, Lisa Pinnock, yeah. I said to her, oh, when I first sat down to write my story, I froze. 
And I know what I had to write. I just didn't know how to get it from my head to paper. I didn't know if I wanted to share it. But then as I started to share it and I got it out on paper, I realized how cleansing, how healing it was. Getting it out, it was no longer this little secret that I had inside of me. It was something that I was willing to share. Once again, it's letting go of the ego. And just saying, and being vulnerable and showing up authentically and saying, this is who I am. I'm showing up in my vulnerable and in my strengths. And this is who I am. So journaling for me is really powerful. This is where I share my emotions. And I love to read. And this is why I thought as a reader, oh yeah, it'll be no problem for me to start to write. <laughs> but that's not the case when you're sharing your inner story. It's a little bit different. So I love to read as well. And um, I one thing I do, I'm always about listening to podcasts, money mindsets, but not just about money, about all different parts. I love listening to podcasts and interviews. I see yours coming up as well. And it's just, if I'm on and I see it comes up, I will listen to it as I do my work. So I think these are always, and I call this self-growth. This is always ways that we can continue to nourish ourselves. And, and bear in mind that in this world that we live in, technology changes things so quickly. Like right now I am doing IGTV series. Two months ago, I never thought I was going to do that. <laughs> and here I am, two months later, I am doing IGTV series because this is the way we have to show up. This is the way we bring visibility to ourselves. So my ritual is always about taking care of myself, showing myself self-love and also growing as well. So those are some of the things and at nighttime, one thing that I love to do right before I go to bed, I have to read from my Kindle. That is, yeah, yeah I love reading from you, my Kindle. At the last moment of your sleep is what you manifest. It's like, you know, pro programming or reprogramming or resetting your entire mindset from that perspective. And it's easy, easiest way to do is to do it before sleeping, I think. Yes. And I think one of the uh, most of the success um, uh, you know habits that uh, most famous people or people who have been successful um, money wise or you know fame wise or they do have meditation as one of their power rituals they do have gratitude journal or journaling or writing down yes. as one of their power rituals and reading I think you have mentioned all three which is really <laughs> they, are, they are power rituals in their own way and um, and definitely I think you would be inspired by somebody or something that you have read because since you mentioned your love to read. So please do share your favorite quote that inspires you. Uh, it's a, it might be your own quote or a quote which you must have read, seen, heard, maybe a movie, anything. <laughs> This is my quote, and I'm sincerely hoping I didn't hear it from anywhere else as I wrote this quote. I believe that we create our own journey one thought at a time. Beautiful. And because I'm so passionate about having the right thoughts that will lead us to our end results, it's really and truly creating or starting the journey and ending the journey with our thoughts. Beautiful. It's so true. Yes, every thought counts. So. You know, nothing is a waste. Everything needs to be carefully 
crafted in our head before we actually step out and um, yeah thoughts become actions so that's a wonderful quote thanks so much for sharing with us carol and since you have been giving us so many strategies on thoughts on mindset can uh, and since you come from a financial domain you work as a money mindset coach would you like to share a tip or advice with our followers on how to manage your cash flow oh yes i would love to <laughs> start watch start with a budget first of all because if you have a budget it will highlight the areas where your money is going and yes there are some fixed areas like if you have to pay rent or you have to pay mortgage or insurance or those are all things that are bills that you cannot play around with but let's look at the variable expenses that you have such as grocery shopping right and this is a big one because when you go grocery shopping and you have that lovely credit card with you you might be tempted to buy things that you want oh look a new biscuit came out i want to see what it tastes like so it goes into your cart whereas if you go to your grocery store with cash you know you only have a limited amount of cash to spend because you don't want to get to the cashier and not have enough money you know because you may feel a little bit embarrassed about that so as you are shopping and you have cash you are mentally adding in your head i can only get this this and this and this is where you bypass all those things that are on sale cuz for me if i see things on sale that used to be my weakness i go oh look it's on sale let me buy three or four of that so i can store it for when i need it but just for every moment just buy what you need and and just whatever cash you have and you will see as you start to pay close attention to your cash flow watch where you spend in your money highlight any areas where you can start saving if you can if you're going to the gym for instance and it's costing you 50 60 a month is that something you can do at home with a home program right if you like me before covid hit i didn't even realize it because the importance is like five or five minutes away from my house every time i left my house it was ingrained within me it was a, an, an unconscious habit oh i got to go into tim hortons and get my coffee before i go to my networking event it and that's 3 4 depending on whatever you buy if you do that a few times a day say i spend 12 a day and it's five days at 60 a week i am spending just on coffee so look for ways that you can cut down on your spend it you don't have to give it all up i can still have it a couple days or one day a week still reward yourself because in this world that we live in we're in it's not all about saving saving it's also about rewarding ourselves and and appreciating what we have so we, you know one or two days of going to have my coffee is fine but still be really diligent about where you spend in your money and you know and i see this with ladies shopping as well they go shopping together and one might be able to afford that $500 dress and the other one could afford a $300 dress but because they're shopping with that lady with a $500 dress they are tempted to try it on and the moment they try it on they fall in love with it they have to have it it goes on the credit card that's a debt that they did not account for and that's how easy it can build just by everyday habits by having the extra coffee or going shopping and buy the extra things that we don't need and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger but it starts 
with the little things. So I would say having a budget will keep you in line to say, you only have $300 that you can spend on your groceries and that's it. And you can go to coffee and have your coffee, maybe $20 a week or 20 or whatever, but give yourself boundaries within your spending. Cause if you don't have that boundaries, you will have no idea of how much you can spend and not spend. So the first thing is have a budget. And as you go to spend, compare it to see where the differences are and then start saving that money. Another thing I will say with your cash flow is Look what happened with COVID-19. A lot of us were put on the spot and did not have emergency money to fall back on. So you don't want to put yourself in that vulnerable situation. Always have emergency money that you can fall back on. And by that, I mean cash. You may have it, but it could be invested elsewhere and you may not have easy access to it. So always have, even though you're invested, always have easy access to cash in case something happens. Um, with, and, and I think those are just a few things that you can start right away looking at. And entrepreneurs, I don't know, like when I get my money in, I put aside my, my taxes right away. I have my tax account and I put it in my tax account because I have to send that money to the taxes. It's not all mine. Part of it is mine to use and part of it is money that I have to submit to the taxes. And this is where as entrepreneurs, we fall into this trap because we get that whole hundred dollars and we think, yay, I've got a hundred dollars, let me go spend it out. But for us, we pay our taxes in April. Come April, how are we going to pay that money to the government if we don't have it? So put aside the money that you owe for taxes. So it's just start allocating where the money is going to, where it's owed to. And if you have any debt, one thing I always say to my customers, look at your debt. Look at those credit cards because there's a lot of hidden charges in the credit cards and there's also high interest rates work with your interest high interest rate bring it down bring that balance down as quickly as possible do not miss any payments because the moment you miss payments it affects your credit rating as well so if you go to one if you want to borrow money and you have a low credit rating you will run into challenges and the second thing is you will have a higher interest so if you have a higher credit rating you pay lower interest so look after your credit rating don't miss any bill payments if you have to pay the minimum go ahead and pay the minimum if you cannot pay the minimum contact the vendor and say listen i don't have the money right now can you put me on a payment plan because the worst thing is when the vendor sent it to the collector the collection agency and it affects your credit rating so look at your debt see where you're paying the high interest minimize that interest and bring it down as low as possible and pay off those debts as quickly as possible because that's money you're giving away so remember that thing that you bought on sale if you have to pay interest on that thing that you bought on sale it's no longer a deal <laughs> All right? so Keep looking at your finances. And these are just some really quick tips. I can get lost in finances, as you can see. So I will stop right there. <laughs> these are brilliant tips, Carol, because these are the, I think the smaller aspects where we need to micromanage these things. We usually feel that they might not add up to become a big thing, but actually these small, small things are the ones that add up and become a big debt in future. And thanks so much for generously sharing these tips. We would also like to know where, when, 
do you have this money mindset workshops or do you have an uh, you did mention there was an upcoming course in november so please go ahead and share with the viewers and listeners what is this course all about well this course is exactly what i spoke about today which i thank you so much for having me on here it is my course is about looking at your mindset looking at the beliefs that you have about money what sort of blocks are you holding back as we know most of these blocks we get these blocks from childhood when we listen to our parents or our teachers and we made that story up or we call it a belief but for me it's really a story that we make up in our minds based on our very limited experience limited knowledge as a 5 year old or a 7 year old and sometimes as we change and evolve those beliefs change and evolve but sometimes they don't and i find when it comes to money because in our society we do not talk about money it does not those beliefs do not give an opportunity to change and evolve as we do in other areas and it holds us back it blocks us from us from achieving our wealth so i address those areas of the mindset and we go deeper and we ask all working with a coach ask the right questions and we see the way you respond to a question what sort of triggers you where are your fears coming from where is your anxiety coming from and then we can go deeper and then start offering tools to help you with those resources and when it comes and then i also give in from advice on the finances as well ways that you can start managing your cash flow where is your cash flow now and where do you want it to be and how can we bridge that gap from where you are to where you want to end up what sort of tools and resources do you have to start using today to get there and that's what my course is all about that's a brilliant so thank job. you so much for giving me this opportunity oh please it's my <laughs> pleasure <laughs> to thank you so much carol for taking time out from your busy scheduling and joining for this show I really wish that you have a great turnout for your course and yes viewers and listeners one of the things that we have to understand is some mindsets need are they come like by birth maybe you know or by default because of the social uh, conditioning that we are in and some mindsets needs to be developed and these are some of the mindset that we have to develop to have a healthy outlook towards life I will be putting up the links to Carol's online um, presence and her course in the description below. Do check out and uh, just uh, do definitely try out her workshop because I know Carol is a fantastic coach and she and before being a coach she is a fantastic human being, a very warm and a very sweet person. Thank you so much for joining in Carol and I wish you your business, your workshops, higher success. Oh great. Thank you so much. This has been amazing being here with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So dear listeners and viewers, the links to Carol's online business presence is in the description below. With this, we come to an end to today's episode of Soul Crafting with Tanushree, Season 2, The Conscious Energy Leadership Series. Thank you so much. This was yet another interesting discussion with our guest having a very unique niche. The conscious energy leader brings with them a very deep exploration of their thoughts and derive energy from this constant awareness and innate guidance. To know more about how I do this for my clients using my Inner Shakti blueprint, 
you can head over to my website tanushrinayar.com and subscribe to my newsletters or connect with me on my fb page tanushrinayar and instagram page at soulful living with tanushri you can subscribe to my youtube channel tanushrinayar again by pressing the bell icon follow this video podcast as we bring in more interesting guests leaders with interesting profiles to decode how the conscious leader works thank you for joining me on today's episode and until we meet again stay safe stay aware stay inspired you are all loved peace love and light tanushree signing off